Well, I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and get started. And as I said, uh, I, I just wanted us to have a time where you gather together and primarily just to pray as the body of Christ. Right now, at this very moment, we just got finished watching uh, our son-in-law, Aaron, in North Carolina. They had uh, literally um, recorded the worship time and a preaching teaching time yesterday, and it became available this morning. Uh, I saw a little bit while ago our friend Tom, Tom over at they're streaming live right now. Our friend Todd at First United Methodist, they're streaming live right now. Our friend Jackie in uh, Louisville, he was doing uh, a recorded live thing, I think. And it's just amazing uh, the ability to sit there and click a button and to be together as the body of Christ, really in our time. But there's a real power in gathering together and, and praying together like this. And I really wanted us to uh, uh, very quickly, not spend a lot of time here, but to uh, read through and pray through uh, the 91st Psalm. I'm actually probably going to do this uh, Monday night also with a group, uh, a Bible study group, or probably uh, do more talking during that time. But I really want us to uh, just gather together as the people of the Lord around the word of the Lord. And to do this, hey, Jan, uh, some of y'all will not know this is our friend Jan in uh, Michigan. We were together for years and years and years in South Florida. How you doing, Jan? Great. Good, good. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to throw the scripture up here and just uh, read through it and pray through it as we go through. So here's Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so uh, I, I want us to just to, to pray about the truths that are involved with that right there. And uh, not just me. I, I want everybody to jump in and to, and to pray and to interrupt one another and do that kind of thing. But sort of to get the ball rolling, I'm going to call on my wife, who I think is sitting behind me. Are you, baby? Good. So can you pray for us just related to those verses right there? Well, there it is. Oh, yes, Lord. God, you are the most high. We praise your name and we thank you that you are the one that's in control and that we don't have to look at our circumstances. We keep our eyes on you. We trust in you to lead us forth in your truth and by your spirit. Father, we love you so much, and we are so thankful that we serve a mighty God, and we're thankful that you know all the ins and outs of what's going on, even though that we don't. We know, God, that the, the plots of the enemy will be brought down by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that you've given us all the authority that you gave Jesus. And we thank you for that. And I ask right now that we walk in that authority, that we abide in you, that you continue to reveal yourself to us, that you speak to us as only you can, yes. and that you lead us forth in your truth and in your righteousness. Thank you, God, that you are our refuge, that you are our fortress, that you are the one who covers us with your wings, Lord. You give us a place of hiding, a secure place, Lord. And your perfect will will be done. And we thank you, Lord, in the midst of all that's going on, that only you know what's truly going on. We trust in you. Thank you, Lord. 
Yes. Jesus, thank you, Father. Yes. Yes, Lord, we praise you that we dwell within you. We abide within you, that you're our refuge, our fortress. Lord, that we can trust in you and that, Lord, you're moving us from a position of saying, yes, we trust. Yes, we trust. The Lord, we have trust. <laughs> the third verse says this, for it is he, the Lord, who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. You know, I've actually been going through this some uh, on the podcast recently. And I've just been amazed at the stuff I never saw before in this psalm and how they're tied together. Uh, but uh, never forget, folks, it's the Lord who delivers us from those who seek to ensnare us, those who seek to entrap us, and from the deadly pestilence. You're going to see pestilence here in this verse. You'll see pestilence down in verse 6. And then you're going to see the, in verse 10 down there the word plague. It's the Lord who delivers us from this. So does anyone want to pray in relationship to that truth? Sorry, I have my mouth full. <laughs> Go for it, Jan. <laughs> well, Father, we just thank you that we can depend on you to deliver us, that you have all authority over the snare of the trapper <laughs> and the deadly pestilence, and that we don't have to be afraid in this because we know who our provider is who our protector is and who loves us beyond measure. And we just thank you, Lord, that we can depend on you for that. Thank you, Father. Mm -hmm. And know this, folks, that what's happening today and what's going on in our world today is nothing new. It's been going on forever. And yes, there is a disease. Yes, there is a pestilence. Yes, there is a virus. There's been virus ever since Adam and Eve rebelled against the most high God and the world was changed because of that. Uh, in this case though, it's more of the snare of the entrapper that's going on right here. Yeah. If you want to know more about this, you can talk to Greg and Terry and to me and to uh, Donna and to Tomiko about the things that we suspect that are actually going on here. If you just look at the facts, you know that this is not a, uh, a deadly pestilence from the point of view of the worst thing in the world, but it is something convenient for the use of the snare of the trapper and that's what's going on. And so, um, and you know, and people need to hear this and they need to understand this because, uh, and actually I, I've been looking at this in relationship to Isaiah eight to read Isaiah eight before you decline tonight. Um, and you'll see there that we're told point blank that we're not to fear what the world fears and we're not to dread what the world dreads. So then back to Psalm 91 verse four, the Lord says this, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. And, and I love this. Let me just read this whole thing right here. These next three verses, verse five, you will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day of the pestilence that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that lay waste at noon. So be aware of this, folks. There, there will be terror. There will be arrows that fly by the day. There will be uh, pestilences. There will be destruction. But he tells us, you will not be afraid of that. You will not be afraid of any of these things. And then this verse 7, which is really interesting, uh, verse 7 and 8, a thousand may fall at your side, 
and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. What do you think that means? All the chaos that it's creating, because our God is not a God of chaos. chaos. He's a God of order. Yeah, yeah. Th and I rely on that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I rely on that. I, re I rely on his order and his love for me. Okay. Because it's pure. It's fall. What, what does fall mean? My wife wants to know what fall means. She knows how this works. Uh, to fall, to lie, to be cast down, to fail. What's wild about this is that verse seven, uh, for so many years, I've heard it used just like a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it's young. It, that that verse was used as like a spiritual warfare kind of thing. You know, that we're victorious over this and these things are falling on our left and falling on our right. But that's not really, I don't think what's being said here. Notice what it says, but it shall not approach you. What is the it? The terror, the arrow, the pestilence, the destruction, the things before that. So, you may have thousand falling at your right side and 10,000 at your, I mean, at the left side, 10,000 at your right side. But then verse eight actually gives some understanding. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. So if we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do it. And, and, and this thing is sometimes being used by God as recompense of the wicked. Now, you know, we, we are careful in, in the way we say that because you don't want to come across, a, well, you know, you've got a code, so therefore that's the judgment of God. You know, that's not what's being said. What's being said here, and it's the whole context, to dwell with the Lord, to abide with the Lord, to make him your refuge and your fortress. And in the midst of this, when these terrors come, when these arrows come, when the pestilences and the plagues come and the destruction come, even though thousands are falling to our left, to our right, it's not going to approach us. Well, it's interesting. That reminds me of our friend Miles Albright. He, yeah. He, he's a rancher and he's uh, quite a prophet, too. Yeah, full of the Spirit of the Lord. And boy, he put a reprimand out there, uh, I think it was yesterday, against believers who have bought into the panic. And he was saying. He was saying, then we, you know, we're, we're secure. Yeah. And, and, and that, that is a problem because what's being revealed and we all folks, every one of us, okay. We all are susceptible to this. If we're not careful is that we'll buy into the patterns and the strategies of the world. Uh, just look, uh, so let me say this without being mean or hateful. Okay. So I don't mean that in any chance. I'm not questioning, but I know, I know the deal. I know what's going on, but everybody has read all the press releases released by all the organizational churches and the local bodies of Christ. Okay. About, okay. We are evaluating this. We're doing this. We're doing it. Okay. We've, we've all seen those things. And every one of them say that we are adhering to certain standards. Usually it's the CDC standard. Okay. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're going by what uh, public people tell us. We're, you know, our uh, uh, political people, et cetera, et cetera. I understand. Okay. And there's, there's wisdom. Okay? There's wisdom in gaining knowledge and understanding from those that know things that we don't know. I'm not questioning that at all. But the thing I really want to hear is this, you know, we're really seeking the mind of the Lord. We're really seeking the most high God. And it's not that we're going to gather together in defiance of everything to prove that our God's real. No, 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 no. You walk in wisdom. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you walk in things. There's times when God calls you 
to not gather together. My wife and Jan right here will testify to y'all that we had a 40-day period in South Florida when we fasted from church. Remember that, Jan? <laughs> we actually came along and just fasted from the organizational things that we were doing, and God just did tremendous things in that. But anyway, uh, it's, it's what we're seeing here is that these things will not approach us. Look at verse 7. That's the important thing. You will only look on your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Now, why is this? Verse 9, for you've made the Lord my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Now, let me just read the next two verses and we uh, next three verses. Then we're going to pray about this. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands. Do not strike your foot against a stone. <laughs> so what do we learn right here? He tells us no evil is going to befall you. No plague is going to come near your tent. Why is it? Verse 11. His angels are giving charge over us to guard us in all our ways. Does anyone want to pray about that truth right there and give thanks and praise to the Lord God for it? I do. Go ahead, babe. <clears throat> I just, let me preface it with his 85 year old mama falling through her deck last weekend, 10 feet onto the cement. Father, I just thank you that you had your angels in charge guarding her father. She came away without a single broken bone and she, she was given a soft landing in spite of all of that. And Father, you do the same for us. I pray, God, that you just day in and day out cause us to keep our minds on you, our thoughts on you, to trust in you and know that your protection is around us, that you have placed your angels around us to guard, to guard us in our ways, Lord. I thank you for, um, for doing that for us. And help us to not forget that you've done that for us. It's so easy to get out in the world and think, <clears throat> wow, I really have to do something when what you require us to do is to abide in you. And you provide for everything that we need, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you. Anyone else? Do these verses sound familiar to you, that 11, 12, and 13? He will give his angels charge concerning you. Mm -hmm. Who, somebody else quoted that in the scripture. Jesus. And it's Jesus in the, in the desert. Mm -hmm. Well, the enemy, evil, the enemy quoted it to Jesus. It was Satan yeah. speaking it to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was Satan in the temptation when he tempted Jesus those three times. This is the passage that Satan himself was. And, and that's something I want us to see and sort of understand that there's times <clears throat> when the enemy will use the word of God to try to trip us up and to ensnare us and entrap us. Now, last few verses here, verse 13. He tells us, you will tread upon the lion, and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample down. Then this, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be 
with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. <clears throat> yeah, there's some, uh, there's different layers of understanding some things right here because some of this stuff is prophetic. And speaking of the things that Jesus, these verses right here were declaring, you know, things that happened with him, but it's also truth for us. Uh, the father loved Jesus and delivered him. The father loves us and delivers us. And look what it says. He delivers us. He'll set us securely on high because we are known by his name. We call upon him. He answers. He will be with us in times of trouble. He will rescue us because we honor him. And it says with a long life, he will satisfy us. and He will let us see his salvation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Don, are you still here? I am. Okay. Uh, can you pray about these things for us? There we go. Yes, she's here. I lost the scripture. Okay. There it is. I'm sorry. No, you didn't lose it. I, I, I had it down for a second. There it goes. I just, all the calamity that have, that has, uh, and has been in my life, Father, I've learned to trust in you and that um, I've learned to, to bless you and honor you and to just abide in you and, and just to know who you are because you have the very best for me in mind. I, I'm, I've learned I have to press on. I cannot give up because if I give up, then I'm not showing my faithfulness to you, Father. And I thank you for all the blessings that you've given me and all the wonderful people that you've put in, in my path, Father. And it's only because of you and my faith in you that I've seen this. I just love you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And this is declared the National Day of Prayer. And so, it is. Um, Father, I just ask for our nation, for it yes. to be a nation that turns back to you, Lord. And Father, um, what's coming to my mind right now is that it's the kingdom of God that advances and storms the gates of hell. It's not the gates of hell that advances. Yes. And Father, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that that those who call on you and believe in your name would advance and totally destroy the gates of hell, Lord. I pray, Father, that your people would rise up in this nation, turn to you, totally submit to you, <clears throat> listen for your voice. And yes. I ask God, um, I ask for your spirit to reign in this nation once yes. again. And I pray that that would be the norm. <clears throat> against all the craziness, Lord. Yes, Father. Father, protect your people. Yes, sir. Just, just protect them. Everything that's falling from the sky and all the, the words that are coming from, from the secular world, Lord, don't let us be persuaded to see that's their way. We, we know that your ways are higher than our ways and your words are higher than our words, Lord, and that we are to just rely on you for all things in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity just to be together today in prayer. I thank you that it's been declared a day of prayer. I praise you, Father, for our nation, and I thank you that you're lending your protection over so many of us now. Father, I thank you that uh, we are here to stand in the gap for those who don't know you. And yes. Father, thank you for the spirit that you have poured over me. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for what you show me. Thank you. 
that you have made yourself real to me. I praise you, Father, and I know that your protection is in here. And I praise Father that with all that is going on right now, but it is, it is in your plan that we fall to become a family again. Yes, Lord. To have a heart for each other, to see the dangers that are there, and to see those that need you. And Father, I thank you that you have, have shown me your power. Yes. And I just praise you, Father, and I thank you for this scripture. Really important ones around his teeth are removed because they'll just migrate. I want to pray a prayer straight out of the scripture for us related to the uh, National Day of Prayer. The book of Daniel, chapter 9, and uh, many of you are very familiar with this because we pray it quite often. But the ninth chapter of Daniel, the ninth chapter of Ezra, the ninth chapter of Nehemiah, uh, all are prayers on behalf of a nation. And so I just want to read this and preface it with this. Uh, the prayer actually begins in verse 4, chapter 9. And we'll start at verse one, just sort of set the scene. But then Daniel prays this. And then at the end of this chapter, he receives tremendous insight uh, through an angel. or Well, a divine being, I don't want to say an angel, but a divine being by the most high God. And I think it comes about because of this prayer. And the last four verses of chapter nine literally give a panoramic overview of the balance of time from Daniel's time to all eternity. And it comes out of this prayer. So Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of Median descent, who was made king over the kingdom of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet for the completion of the desolations to Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So I gave attention to the Lord to seek him by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So let me just interject here. Folks, I think that's what's happening with us in, in a good way. We are literally fasting from the religious activities that we do that we think are hitting a lick for the kingdom of God. And I think the Lord is helping us to uh, clarify and focus upon some things in the way that we should. So that's what we're doing. We're just praying and we're just bringing forth supplications and fasting. So he says, I prayed the Lord my God and confessed and said, so here's the beginning of the prayer. Lord, this is our prayer for you, a prayer unto you for our nation. Alas, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and loving kindness for those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned, committed iniquity, acted wickedly, and rebelled, even turning aside from your commandments and ordinances. Moreover, we have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Righteousness belongs to you, O Lord, but to us open shame. As it is this day to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, 
those who are nearby and those who are far away in all the countries to which you have driven them because of their unfaithful deeds which they committed against you. Open shame belongs to us, O Lord, to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong compassion and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him, nor have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his teachings, which he set before us through his servants, the prophets. Indeed, all Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, not obeying your voice. So the curse has been poured out on us, along with the oath which is written in the law of Moses and the servant of God, for we have sinned against him. Thus, he has confirmed his word, which he has spoken against us and against our rulers who ruled us to bring on us great calamity. For under the whole heaven, there has not been done anything like what was done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our iniquity and giving attention to your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept the calamity in store and brought it on us. For the Lord our God is righteous with respect to all his deeds which he has done, but we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who have brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a name for yourself, as it is this day, we have sinned, we have been wicked. O Lord, in accordance with all your righteous acts, let now your anger and your wrath turn away from your city Jerusalem your holy mountain. For because of our sins and the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a reproach to all those around us. So now, our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. And for your sake, O Lord, let your face shine on your desolate sanctuary. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations in the city which is called by your name. For we are not presenting our supplication before you on account of any merits of our own, but on account of your great compassion. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and take action. For your own sake, O my God, do not delay, because your city and your people are called by your name. That's the end of the prayer. Now, I want to encourage us here with a little hope. Watch what happens. Verse 20. Now, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of my God, while I was still speaking in prayer, then the man Gabriel, whom I'd seen the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. He gave me instruction and talked to me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you insight with understanding. At the beginning of the, your supplication, the command was issued. And I've come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. So give heed to the message and gain understanding of the vision. And then the next four verses are about the vision. What I want us to see here is that when he started praying, 
at the beginning, notice verse 23 of his supplication, the command was issued. A command was issued to go and give Daniel understanding, give him understanding about the visions he had seen, understanding about the message. That is what the Lord will do for us. Notice Daniel had prayed to the time of the evening offering. He prayed all day long, folks. And so as we continue to pray, let us pray with the understanding of who God is, who we are in him, but also with expectation to be given understanding, illumination, and enlightenment into what the issue is of the day, whatever it is that we're bringing before him, with a sense of expectation that the Lord will give us understanding. Okay? Y'all still there? Yeah. Good, good. Ask him to pray for you. Yes, yes, yes. I need you to pray for my brother, okay? Can we do this, and, and then we'll close out. Uh, I've got three younger brothers. I'm the oldest. We're all two years apart. This is my brother who's two years younger than me. Uh, we don't know exactly what the deal is. He had surgery either Friday or Saturday or both. We're not sure. He's in Nashville, North Carolina. Uh, last I heard, he was in intensive care, ICU, in critical condition, though he had a good night. I got a text this morning saying he had a good night, whatever that means. But he's in really, really serious uh, uh, physical health and situation right now. So his name is Daniel. 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 Yes, Daniel. And so let me, let me just check to see who's online right here. I haven't uh, checked to see who's popped up right here. Hey, Terry, you still there? I am. Can you pray for my brother Daniel and then just all this stuff that we've been looking at right here? Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Father God, I just come to you now. And I just lift Daniel up before you. Father, we don't know exactly what's going on with him in this situation. Yes. But Lord, we just lay hands on him in the spirit right now. And we just ask, Lord, that you take care of him. And whatever is in him, Lord, whatever infirmity, disease, any sickness, any, any uncertainty, any fear, any doubt, Father, that that is cast out of him. We cast it as far as the... East is from the West. And we pray, Father, your healing on him. I thank you, Lord, for Daniel. I thank you for what he's meant in Dale's life, in his family's life. And Father, I know that there are people there now that are, are praying for him and are standing in the gap for him and interceding for him just as we are right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I just ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Terry. Yeah, thank you, Terry. Uh, amen. I tell you, uh, well, I'm going to draw this time to a close, and, but it never ends, folks. And uh, really expect to have more gatherings like this on a more regular basis. So, you know, if you see something on social media, well, I just pop up and say, hey, we're going to get together in 30 minutes. Jump in with us, you know, and just share the word. Because the body needs to be praying day in and day out without ceasing. And I really encourage you to do the same thing. You know, every one of us have. Uh, some form of a, a social media presence right there. Just really lead your friends uh, away from fear, away from the fear of man and the manipulation of man into and toward uh, the faithfulness of the Lord. Not the faith that I can whip up in the midst of the situation, but the faithfulness of the Lord and, uh, and watch what happens. Okay. Thank you all so much. Anybody else have you want to share? Love you guys. Love y'all so much. Thank you. And we'll see you next time around. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.